Hey, folk! Oh, now I understand why John doesn't like the podium. I can't see over... Yeah, I'm on this side of the stage. This doesn't happen very often. John's uh, busy, you know, being a big shot muckety-muck over at uh, Punchline tonight. So I'm hosting. It's scary. I haven't done it in so long. Roughly 24 to 92 hours ago, Stab's team of comedy scientists commissioned four specific humorists to give various Three. potentially comedic takes on several random topics, which they'll now perform for the first and likely last time in front of a live studio audience in a show called Stab. Welcome to the Stab Comedy Theater, Stab at Stab, 1710 Broadway. Uh, thanks for coming out. Uh, it's me. I'm speaking first. I'm hosting. It's so weird. Uh, but thank you. Thank you for coming out. Thank you for listening. Um, uh, we've got first Nick McGavern. Oh. <laughs> Ray Molina. And Chuck Brown. Oh. And I am Jesse Jones. I gotta do all the same gimmicks. Can I fade it? I'm not even gonna try. Hey, welcome everybody. Um, how you doing, Nick? Oh, I'm I'm good. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm feeling weird. I'm not used to standing up and looking in this direction during the show. What the heck? <laughs> oh. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, Ray. Yes. Hey, how are you? I'm doing well. Good. Anything interesting going on? Oh, the world. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Bring that down. That's good. We come here to escape the world, Ray. <laughs> Jack Brown. Hey. <laughs> How's things? Oh, man. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it if I told you. No, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's just do the thing. There it is. Uh, starting off with reorganization. It's a fan favorite. Woo. All right. Um, so uh, we gave all these people, you'll understand. Um, <laughs> take the following acronym, reimagine it. What does it now stand for? Who or what does it represent? In honor of me hosting STAB for the first time in five and a half years, uh, today's acronym is HOST. H O S T. Nick McGavern, what is HOST to you? Okay, so uh, HOST makes me think of there's this uh, hot new SoundCloud rapper. <laughs> Young Flavor Blasted, XX Extra, Cheddar Goldfish, a.k.a. Mr. Pepperidge Farms. Uh, he's only 15 years old, but he's been hospitalized four times for overdosing on opiates and snack foods. And his new single, H-O-S-T, parentheses, Hoes Always Stay Trifling, is uh, currently burning up the charts. Um, the title plays with multiple meanings, <laughs> obviously referring to his troubles with women, but also referring to the extravagant parties he loves to host in his mansion in North Florida, as well as his well-known proclivity for spreading HPV. Um, he struggles with the timeless duality of wanting to spread HPV, but also being sad about being rich. Um, so here's some lyrics that capture his uh, oh, pathos. I was, I was hoping, yeah. Uh, I love dripping out my special goo, but you only care that I'm richer than you. So rich I bought every existing copy of Ace Ventura 2. 
Um, so yeah, I don't know that that always puts me in a thoughtful place. Sure. Um, yeah, big fan. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Nick McGarren's host. That's hose often or you? Always. Oh, <laughs> always. Oh yeah, always. Always. <laughs> always be. It's tribal. a North Florida thing. You and guess. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Ray Molina, host. Uh, it's a kind of a nickname acronym that's long for HOS. <laughs> uh, it's similar to saying, like, uh, you're not only HOS, you're the most HOS SOB I've ever known. Sure. HOS standing for heaving over shoulder. It's when you're trying not to throw up in someone's face, they so turn your head suddenly and vomit on your own shoulder. <laughs> I knew a guy who did it frequently, far more than other people I knew, who almost never did it. He did it so much that we said the, he did it so much that we turned HOS into HOST. My friend vomited so much on his own shoulder that we came up with a disgusting nickname for him instead of deciding to stop inviting him out. If there was a party and he wasn't there, someone would inevitably notice the lack of puke smell and yell out, hey, where's the host? See, because the host smells like puke. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ray. That was the, all right. It's not directed at you. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> Jack Brown, do you have a host as well? Oh, I actually do. Oh, that's so good. Really it would have been awkward otherwise. Yeah, I'm so glad you called me. <laughs> Hello, governor. Welcome to your first day of training to be a host here at Wee Jesse's Pub. I'm Wee Jesse, and after spending a year abroad in London, I fell in love with that famous British cuisine. <laughs> me time over there changed me. Crumpets. <laughs> I came back to Sacramento and opened up me own pub, blimey. Even though it's in Sacramento, it's like being in the heart of Southampton, but without any of those Tottenham chavs trying to nick your chimney sweep and chat with your bird, isn't it? <laughs> you could still get a warm ale on tap. People queue up to get in here. They queue up into their long queues to get into this here from their queue. Benedict Cumberbatch, Big Ben. So you lot fancy being a host here, yeah? Lots of tips in it, yeah? Please, sir, may I have a little bit more tips, yeah? Stratford-upon-Avon, yeah? Yeah? No, don't make me go Gordon Ramsay. You need more training, but thankfully I've come up with a helpful acronym called HOST to help you become a host. No one ever accused Wee Jesse of being a bad trainer of his employees. Aluminium. H. H stands for hello. You don't use that word anymore. The accent is non-negotiable. You say hello from now on. No hello. Or top of the morning, or a bit of the piss, isn't it? You want to say hello, you'll be off hosting duties quicker than a cricket bat going up someone's bloody bum at Prince William's stack party. <laughs> In it? <laughs> David Cameron fucked a pig. Freddie Mercury, Brexit. <laughs> o is for overcast. <laughs> we maintain the same weather as old Papa England. It's a host duty to continually chain smoke outside the restaurant to keep things gray, dreary, and cloudy. <laughs> if you've got time to chat up a bloke, then you've got time to smoke. <laughs> Maths, Pierce Brosnan, Love Actually. <laughs> S stands for steal. We behave like the British Empire here too. You see something you want, just steal it. <laughs> Customers are resources who should be exploited and they'll be thankful for our culture. 
the sun never sets on Wee Jesse's pub. God save the queen. <laughs> I've already nicked your knickers, Ben Francis. Isn't it mental? Hope the sheriff Nottingham doesn't catch me. Margaret Thatcher, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, yeah? Tea <laughs> is for toast. Beans on toast. That's the only food we serve here. I love that British cuisine so much. A bit better than Nando's, yeah? <laughs> Down Navi spread couldn't be better than a crisp beans on toast. Ringo Starr. <laughs> Adris Elba, Boy George, Eddie Redmayne, Johnny Wilkinson, Long John Silver, Vice Admiral Preda Horatio, George Boy, Servon Muffington, Guy Fox, Posh Spice, Joe Strummer. And oh yeah, Mr. B. <laughs> How's it, lads? Remember the acronym HOST and we should be peachy. If you don't eat your meat, you can't have any pudding. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> Bye. Jack Brown. Oh. I just, I just think of all the research. <laughs> no reason. No, that's just off the top of the dome. <laughs> all right, that's reorganization. Second... Uh, segment of the evening. We're just barreling through because I'm chock full of nervous energy. Uh, <laughs> uh, second prompt segment of the evening. Topical haiku, haiku challenge. Also a fan favorite. Uh, gentlemans. Uh, thrift stores across the country are attributing a significant recent increase in donations to the popularity of Marie Kondo's Netflix show Tidying Up as people unload all of their extra clutter that doesn't spark joy for them. Haiku about it, why don't you? One at a time, uh, three haikus each, starting with Mr. Nick McGammon. There we go. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, sorry, kiddo. Your dad loves Netflix more than that dumb sculpture you made. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're first. Uh, <clears throat> put spunk in your funk. Let all the past flow right through <laughs> the junk in the trunk. <laughs> Jack. This one's called haiku length. <laughs> 17 syllables? Too many. <laughs> <laughs> It's definitely not a haiku. <laughs> <laughs> Nick McGavard, you're second. Uh, I'm uh, glad they didn't go with the first pitch, shooting up with Mary Kondo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> Ray, you're second. <clears throat> um, oh, I forgot. I Forgot I put titles on oh, these. Did you? The last last one was called Soft Release. <laughs> uh, this one's called Mommy Poppins. <laughs> like Mary Poppins, with all her joy and judgment, we all miss our moms. <laughs> Jack, your second of three. Uh, this one's titled Rajon Kondo, and the title is unrelated <laughs> to the haiku. <laughs> Keep what sparks joy. I now own only cookie dough and a dildo. <laughs> <laughs> what more does one need? Uh, Nick, your third of three. A Mary Kondo. 
<laughs> How about you help me get rid of my wife and kids? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Ray, your third. Uh, this one's called offensive porn categories. <clears throat> Fetish. <laughs> Fetish fantasy. Ornamental oriental. Small Asian flower. <laughs> that would have been beautiful without the title. <laughs> <laughs> it was even more beautiful with it. Well, yeah. So this poem is titled, You Need a Good Base of Understanding of Marie Kondo for this to really work. <laughs> but it's still pretty funny otherwise, in my opinion. <laughs> I also hate books and was rude to my siblings. Where's my Netflix show? <laughs> As a topical haiku challenge. Uh, let's, oh, wait. Oh, I turned it down. <laughs> um... Third, uh, third segment of the evening. We haven't done this one in a while, um, so I always like to trot it out when I get to uh, host every five and a half years. Uh, <laughs> so it's location, location, location. Congratulations, gentlemans. And it is all mans. I apologize. <laughs> not, not being a very good ally. To um, you all now own the following businesses in the following locations. Make us want to buy something there, won't you? <laughs> Nick McGavern. You sell Pokemon cards hmm. in a town populated entirely by bullies. <laughs> hey, brah. <laughs> yeah, you, brah. Put down that dork for a sec and come over here. I got something to show you. <laughs> you see these dumb little pieces of cardboard? Probably doesn't look like much to you, but I got three words for you. Nerd bait. <laughs> Whenever you're having trouble learning a dweebazoid for a beatdown... Just attach one of these things to a string and a pack of losers will chase it right into your open arms. It works on nerds of any age. It's scientifically proven. As we all know, the nerd mind stops developing new interests at age 12. And they remain pathologically addicted to shit like this well into old age. You could literally put a pack of these in a big human-sized mousetrap and the nerd will have no choice but to climb in and be cut in half by the steel jaw. <laughs> Hell yeah, indeed, my man. <laughs> you could bake a pack of Pokemon cards into a pie and then leave it on a windowsill, and the nerd would smell the cards and float along on the smell lines <laughs> right to where you're waiting with a big net. <laughs> Another option is just hold the cards hostage. Because whereas you and I might consider our bros and our weights to be our closest companions in life, a nerd's best friends are his Pokemon. Charizard? Chameleonaire? Zune, Mr. Peepers, etc. Am I not being clear enough, bro? Buy the cards from me. <laughs> Nick McGavern. Sell Pokemon in a town populated entirely by boys. Ray Molina, you run a bed and breakfast in hell. <clears throat> Are you tired of people asking you questions? <laughs> If so, then have a no-questions-asked vacation at the only certified bed and breakfast in hell, where there's no bed and no breakfast. <laughs> only, only murderers and sex offenders. Need I say more? Still not sold? <laughs> With so many amenities, I don't want to overwhelm you, but by now I bet you're wondering what our rooms are like. Well, they are decorated according to the taste of the person you hate the most. You'll not only have to listen to your least favorite music, but you'll be forced to be their number one fan. 
We don't have any food or water, and it gets so hot you'll almost pass out, but you won't ever lose consciousness or be distracted from your hellish surroundings <laughs> enough to find any semblance of peace. <laughs> and, so, <clears throat> and so you don't lose perspective on suffering. We will constantly increase your level of discomfort so that you will also regret not appreciating how much less you were suffering a moment ago. <laughs> <laughs> the only place to rest is on our imported rugs that are made of soft baby hairs. So soft that you'll almost forget that it's still connected to baby scouts. <laughs> but you won't. <laughs> and you'll never fall asleep. And you'll forever be as tired as you feel when your alarm wakes you up to go to a job that you hate. <laughs> I, lied about, I lied about breakfast. Lying, lying is our favorite thing to do, and we encourage you to lie to yourself and believe there's a way out. Eggs. We serve eggs every day. By your innkeepers, a married couple, Kim and Kanye. <laughs> They're there to make sure that your stay is as unpleasant as promised. You'll enjoy joining them in their sex room where every surface is a mirror with cocaine residue. <laughs> and their sweat humidifies the air in a room barely big enough for two. We've been voted number one B&B in hell for six straight years. Check out our add-on Groupon and get three days stay for you and three more for the price of forever. <laughs> <laughs> Ray Molina, bed and breakfast in hell. Jack Brown, let's finish off location, location, location with uh, you run a gourmet cut, uh, a, mm, a gourmet cupcake shop in Gluten Freesburg. Oh, I hate to correct you right away, but I do not run a gourmet cupcake shop. I actually run a small batch cake shop. I feel like the term cup is very restrictive. Cups are just like holding an oppressing liquid instead of letting it flow freely. And that's like antithetical to our mission. So we don't say cup around here. We just call them small batch cakes. Thank you. So as you might already be able to tell, I'm the worst. My name is Mambo. <laughs> I run a small batch cake shop called Guilt in Gluten Freesburg. Gluten Freesburg used to be pronounced Glutton Freesburg. <laughs> But the elders changed that because it was insensitive to gluttons. We now say gluten freezeberg, which is more inclusive. Also, not to feed a fed horse, but names have a lot of power, so I just want to reiterate that I don't run a cupcake shop. <laughs> so let me tell you about these cakes. Cake, 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 cake. <laughs> like Jay-Z, <laughs> we are absolutely ride or die for here. I love rap music and lock my cars if I see someone who isn't white. <laughs> Our cakes are gluten-free, like the name of our fine town. We take our excess gluten and donate it to the Jill Stein campaign. I don't know what she's doing with all that gluten, but the 2016 recount isn't over yet. Take that, Trump. Our cakes only come in one flavor. We think that binary choices between flavors are outdated and that all flavors exist on one continuous spectrum. Our cakes range from bad to mediocre. There's no flour in our cakes because flour is white and we're woke. <laughs> Since there's no flour, our cakes have a very distinctive floppy shape that can only be described as a whiskey-dicked flaccid penis. <laughs> but don't judge a book by its cover. Just because they look a little quirky doesn't mean they're bad. They're actually bad to mediocre. <laughs> our cakes also have no sugar in them because we respect the plight of sugarcane farmers. <laughs> no sugar really contributes to a more gritty mouthfeel. Our cakes are also totally blood diamond free now. <laughs> That's not a social justice issue. We just kept chissing, chipping our tooths on the diamonds. Vaccines? Not in our cakes. <laughs> we believe that every cake deserves to choose themselves. 
That's also why our cakes aren't circumcised. <laughs> Finally, we don't put any joy into our cakes either. Our world is a sad one, and every day there is something new to feel guilty about. <laughs> Trying to provide joy for others is not what we're all about. It's more important to belitt belittle everyone for any little slip-up based on an always-changing set of goalposts that <laughs> we are the sole arbiters of, even if their heart is in the right place. As a result, our cakes are basically a ball of guilt and 99% cacao nibs. <laughs> so come on down to guilt so you can feel bad and eat an even worse cupcake. Fuck, I mean small batch cake. <laughs> I'm canceled! <laughs> Jack Brown. Gluten-free small batch cakes. Oh, hey, that worked. Next segment. We haven't done in a very long time, uh, and I thought I'd trot it out. Uh, so they wouldn't understand how to do it, and hopefully there's rain and confusion. Uh, it's hopefully you guys. It, uh, okay, uh, it's uh, explain it to me. I have asked the uh, panelists to explain a thing to another thing. Uh, starting with Nick McGavern, uh, I'd like you to explain a mirror to me, uh, and I am invisible. Are we really gonna do this whole song and dance again? <laughs> Every time I come home, I find you sitting in front of the mirror with a sock puppet on each hand saying, Oh, I love you, Mr. Floating Sock Puppet. Oh, I love you, Mr. Floating Sock Puppet. And when I ask you what you're doing, you always say, Who, me? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't even know what a mirror is. I'm invisible. Which doesn't even make sense because just because you can't see yourself in a mirror doesn't mean you can't see everything else reflected in the mirror. Also, I know for a fact that your favorite song is Mirror by Lil Wayne featuring Bruno <laughs> Mars, a song in which Lil Wayne basically explains step by step what a mirror is and how it works. I've heard you quoting the part of the song where Lil Wayne says, looks like I finally took it to Mars several times. And don't pretend like you were saying it in a different context because you always said Tunchi as well. <laughs> and I bet you've already left the room, haven't you? <laughs> You've left me here shouting myself. Great. Okay, great. And I bet, okay, next thing you're going to tell me, you never actually existed, and I'm just an insane man screaming in a mirror. Well, that's just fucking fantastic. <laughs> Nick McGavern. So we, we get how explain it to me works. Yeah, that's pretty clear. McGavern made it clear. Good. <laughs> Thank you for owning the. Okay. Uh, Ray Molina, <clears throat> explain cuddling to me. I'm yeah. claustrophobic. So I was a little, I was a little confused. On that's that's understandable. As I, as I mentioned earlier, yeah. I wasn't sure if I was supposed to. However, con you convince someone to. However, you imagined to enjoy it. It's it's not wrong. So I sort of started off one way, and and then I don't I don't know. <laughs> Cuddling is like being in a big empty space where nobody is around. I'm trying to convince them. <clears throat> like a. <laughs> <laughs> like a wide open space that fits into a smaller space without ever losing its size. Like a roomy handshake while floating in space. Imagine being at the top of a mountain where every breath is fresh and easy to take and your body and lungs have more than enough room to expand. Your arms and legs are also extremely comfortable and never go numb from long-term pressure. And if you're perspiring on a hot sunny day, then cuddling will keep you cool. Cuddling is not only the roomiest form of affection, but it's also the easiest way to get comfortable with two people on a small leather sofa in a room with a broken AC. <laughs> and when you want to take a break from cuddling, you just get to get up without any effort, and the other person never takes it personally. 
Cuddling is great if you don't feel any attraction to someone, but still want to let them know that they don't entirely disgust you. <laughs> it's a good way having to avoid saying things like, I need space, or this isn't working. <laughs> I think you could, I, yeah, yeah. I enjoy the reverse psychology, is that what? I don't know. <laughs> it's lying. Uh, lying. That's usually that is what reverse psychology is. Uh, Jack, explain photosynthesis to me. I'm a fucking bro, bro. When you gave me this prompt, I don't know if you knew this, but I'm also a bro. <laughs> what? I know. I don't. Uh. Bro, <laughs> photosynthesis, dude. You want to know, bro? <laughs> fucking nerd. <laughs> Bitch-ass nerd. Uh, tell me about photosynthesis, please, sir. Stop. You're fucking embarrassing yourself, dude. Just kidding, Blair. You know Jay Breezy's gotcha. So photosynthesis is like some plant shit. Plants are green, bro. Like that ganja, that sticky icky. I can't smoke it because it fucks up my endurance for my co-ed soccer league. I pretend not to try very hard so I can impress the girls there, but I'm actually trying really hard. It's all mind games, bro. So speaking of girls, the son is like a boss player, like a huge Mac. He's hooking up with all these plants constantly, giving them energy, and the plants are all stushing the same sun. They're all getting dicked down by one guy. Like a fucking pine tree is Eskimo bros with like a bush or some shit. So like the sun's kind of like me, just like getting it in every way he can, totally raw dogging all these plants, like dozens of partners. I got serious commitment issues, dude. I saw a meme that said women are like Wi-Fi. They look at all available devices and then connect to the strongest one. And men are like Bluetooth, where they connect when you're nearby, but search for other devices while you're away. Shit almost made me cry, dude. <laughs> it's so true. Memes are smart. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah, photosynthesis. So these plants are like slurping up the sun. <laughs> like the sun's like fucking balls deep. Like, it's long distance, bro, but he's still hitting it. And the plants get all this sunshine, and it's like fucking protein powder to them, dude. They start transforming the shit like I did when I was cycling creatine. Except they don't end up with a bunch of water weight and shriveled testicles. <laughs> they turn the sunlight into, like, their own friggin' planches. <laughs> hey, remember that time when we killed a pledge? <laughs> I know we were found innocent thanks to your stepdad's legal firm, but it haunts me to this day. <laughs> Doesn't have anything to do with photosynthesis. I just don't know if I can live with the choices I've made. I see Chabby every time I close my eyes. Just playing bitch, I'm sick. I have no regrets. <laughs> Spring break. So plant jizz. Okay. So plant jizz isn't like our jizz. It's like they turn into fucking oxygen, which you're fucking breathing, by the way. So you're breathing plant jizz. Uh, pause. <laughs> Nah, fam, I'm just playing. Um, these fuckers turn sunshine into oxygen. Like when I turn buzz balls into vomit. <laughs> or a priest turns water into wine. I'm very religious, bitch. <laughs> oh, and carbon dioxide is there too, but it's not the oxy we know. <laughs> also, chlorophyll? Yeah, I'll fill something, am I right? Huh? What's chlorophyll? No, I don't fucking know. I just want to make a sick joke, dude. Like my hero, Joe Rogan. Suck me. <laughs> I told you everything I know. So if you have any more questions, hit me up in the Brazzers comment section. I'm <laughs> this guy knows. I'm Jay Breezy, so steezy on there. And it, I'm never posting about the video. I'm always talking Call of Duty Black Ops or some science shit. Yomp. <laughs> there. <it is. laughs> Photosynthesis explained to a bro.
Yeah, that went how I expected. Uh, <laughs> all right, so uh, we're going to wind it up. Fifth segment already. All right. Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> Um, so I asked uh, you guys for segment five to write an angry poem. We do a lot of erotic poems. I wanted an angry poem. It's been a while since you've done it. Okay. <laughs> um, so segment five, write an angry poem about it. Nick McGavern, write an angry poem about things that smell good. Okay. This is a few uh, rhyming couplets. Um, <laughs> you step to me smelling like flowers? I'm going to beat you up for hours. <laughs> you walking around with a nice bouquet? I doubt you're going to make it through the day. <laughs> you put on cologne and then some more, there's going to be two smells. Me smelling you and you smelling the floor. <laughs> Nick McGovern. Angry poem about things that smell good. Uh, Ray Molina. Uh, write an angry poem about shiny things. <clears throat> Keep Keep the shiny things away from me. <laughs> Aluminum foil and Pantene Pro-V. Snail remains and soap sap from trees. Flashing bulbs and neon signs. Clean teeth, wet skin, and sparkly eyes. Keep your fine-cut diamonds and cold sore cream. Keep away all shiny things. Glitter drag queens and blind hope from a teen. Rainbows and stars and bright moonbeams. The sheen of your scars from facial acne. Keep the shiny things away from me. <laughs> Ray Molina, one more time. And uh, bringing home this, this episode, Jack Brown. Write an angry, hopefully you have written already, uh, an angry poem about things. Just things. <laughs> Fucking things make me so pissed. <laughs> so these are a few of my least favorite things. Small things. Oh, wow. Good for you. Tall things. Great. Fuck you. Non-rhyming poems. They're a thing. Way to go. Marvin Bagley over Luca conversations in the damn comment section. Uh, yeah. I think it's a thing. Starbucks drink sizes? They're a damn thing. Butt stuff? It's definitely a thing. The year 1983, still a thing. The MLS, folks, it's a thing. John Carpenter's The Thing is a thing. Come on, I'm mad about that. Chomping on a dude's pecker, is that a thing? Yeah, saying is that a thing is a thing too, and it makes me mad. Bad things, now those are the, some of the worst fucking things of all. The sexy male fox from Zootopia, who are we are all attracted to? Yeah, that's a thing that makes me mad. He's too sexy for a kid's movie. <laughs> Nuclear bombs are things. I don't care for them. Chappie hosting the Oscars. That's not a thing yet, and that makes me mad. So now it's a thing for me. The British accent I did earlier. That was for sure a thing that made a lot of people mad. I was doing the Yaz better at home. <laughs> Saying you too back to your server after they tell you to enjoy your meal, even though they aren't eating, and then you get so embarrassed that you start popping locking all over the restaurant. <laughs> And the whole restaurant starts going ape shit cheering for you because you're such a great dancer. Uh, we've all been there. It's officially a thing. Fulfilling an ancient prophecy by killing your dad, marrying your mom, and then clawing out your own eyes? A thing! <laughs> Apple bottom jeans and boots with a fur? You better believe that's a thing. 
supporting a local comedy theater by attending a podcast recording on a Friday night? Now, that's the thing that pisses me off most of all. <laughs> I am so mad I'm about to enter sicko mode. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Brown, angry poem about things. And that's, that's Stab. Thank you all for coming out. Yeah. Fuck yeah, we did it. We did it, everybody. Oh, thanks for coming out, Stab. Uh, new episode every Friday at 10. Please come out and see some more. Uh, we also have other shows, Fridays and Saturdays, 8, 9, 10, improv, stand-up, all sorts of fun stuff. Come out to any of those. Uh, or listen to all of this uh, on Spotify or iTunes or Stitcher for fuck's sake. Wherever you find things to put in your ears that sound good, that's where we'll be. Uh, thank you all for coming out. Thanks once again, Nick McGavin, Raymond Lee, and Jack Brown. Thanks to Jesse Jones Woo! for hosting. Oh. Thank you, everybody. John Ross will be back next week for What That Matters. Good night. <laughs>